I feel like it's too weird to talk about anything but coronavirus. If I just talk about a bunch of shit that's not coronavirus right now, isn't it irrelevant? Isn't all of it irrelevant? I feel like it supersedes even discussing Trump and Biden and Bernie, or maybe it's fully connected, but coronavirus is not a current event. This isn't just something in the news. Folks, this is historic. Isn't that why you tuned into this podcast? For the latest coronavirus update, 28 deaths in the USA. Everybody wants to know the death toll, how many people infected, how many people infected have been cured, have beat it, how many people infected are dead, the ages of people infected, am I infected? That's correct, I'm sick again, right now. And I talk about this with my students. And every day I talk about this with my students, the coronavirus. Will our school be closed? And every day I cough. As I'm talking to my students, I go, I'm sorry, <coughs> I'm sorry, hold on. And I'm not kidding. Clearly, they're thinking, oh boy. Rosenberg caught it. And people can still joke about coronavirus. The entire Saturday Night Live episode I just watched with Daniel Craig as the host. Just coronavirus jokes after coronavirus jokes. So anybody who's sick right now, if somebody goes, whoa, you catch it? That's still okay to say. So it's like a hot topic. It's not that scary, but every day, aren't we getting a little more concerned? Maybe we're not admitting it yet. We still like to go, it's overblown. It's for older people with compromised immune systems, right? We have all these excuses, but as it stays in the news and remains at the forefront of pretty much any social media outlet right now or media outlet, aren't we kind of like, okay, well, is it going to get bigger? Because if it gets bigger, maybe I shouldn't leave my home. <laughs> Maybe I should go to Costco and spend everything I own on soap and sanitizer and detergent. Some people are fucking scared right now. Holy shit. But can I do this podcast without mentioning coronavirus? Would you like that? Or should I just give you all my thoughts about it? I feel like I should immediately just switch topics. You've probably heard enough about it. I have some of the most meaningless things going in and out of my mind lately. They come in and they go out. And as they come in, I go, I should probably write that down. And I don't. And then they leave. And then exactly three seconds later, I go, what was that thought? I wanted that. I wanted that thought. So the most recent, my mother-in-law's in town. And this just happened. And we're sharing a bathroom. And I saw her toothpaste. And I read the whole tube as I was brushing my teeth. I read her whole tube of Crest toothpaste. And I started to say, what does this mean? All of these things written on her toothpaste, what do they mean? It's like when we were kids at the breakfast table, you would read the cereal box. You didn't have your phone with you. In our house, the TV was not on in the morning. You would read the cereal box or the milk carton with the missing children. That always was a scary way to start the day. But you would read the cereal box. I remember Honey Nut Cheerios. I remember that B. And there was always like an ad for rollerblades. I don't know. Inline skates when they were new and cool. I guess this is a long way of saying I still like to read products meticulously so as i'm brushing my teeth i'm not looking in the mirror not that vain i'm looking down at her toothpaste and it says crest triple the whitening how are they gauging that it's just such bullshit triple the whitening why not go with quadruple and how could you prove that it's more than double and her toothpaste says crest 3d what the fuck does that mean 3d three-dimensional toothpaste aren't we just talking about toothpaste? I'm not done. Her tube had so much writing on it, I couldn't stop reading. 
It also said, attacks stains in less than five days. Okay, so who's measuring this? What kind of stains? It's all just so arbitrary and subjective. But this is what they can do in the world of advertising. You watch any toothpaste ad on TV, they'll tell you four out of five dentists say it's the number one toothpaste. Four out of five? You're going to mention that there's a dentist, a professional dentist that's not on board with your toothpaste? It's never unanimous, right? It's never 100% of dentists say they always have to give you the out. Four out of five dentists say this is the best one, but that uh, fifth dentist, he says it's dog shit. He's not a fan. So Crest 3D removes stains in five days, triple whitening, super tartar control, baking soda peroxide. How many words can they shove onto this? So much unproven nonsense. Just say toothpaste. Do you think it would kill sales if it just said toothpaste? I'm at the grocery store the other day. You'll see a lot of products. Go down the chip aisle. Go down the chip aisle. They're promising you 10 times cheesier, eight times crunchier. Whose math is this? Honestly, what multiplication tables are these when you start to tell me that it's 12 times saltier? I don't even know what the equation is. I just believe we're so populated with morons in this world that are susceptible to these advertising techniques that when they're looking at the toothpastes and they say, whoa, 3D? Come in. Crest? 3D? No shit. I'm really going to take my oral hygiene game up a notch. No, you're not, you dumb shit. Get the Pepsodent, the $1.50 Pepsodent that hasn't changed their logo since 1988. It's the same thing. Guarantee, same thing. Your teeth ain't getting whiter. You actually have to bleach them. Go to the dentist. No one's teeth have ever gotten whiter from toothpaste. All the toothpastes. There are toothpastes that are like $7.80 and there's toothpastes from the dollar store. Same results. Have you ever heard somebody go from something so serious to something so meaningless? All right, let's jump around today. I could keep going with the coronavirus updates, but I think we're going to go into some meaningless stuff today. Actually, I did watch a few of the debates, which start to feel a little more meaningless. About a half hour in, you go, why am I still watching this? It's the same old nonsense. And then all the Democratic candidates have dropped out, so we're stuck with Biden and Bernie, 77 and 78-year-olds. I don't care what job it is. You're not doing it at its best, if you're in your late 70s. Me personally, when I'm in my late 70s, I don't think I should be doing the most important job in the world. I really don't. Just my opinion. Just my two cents. Am I an ageist? No, I'm not. I love people of all ages. But if Biden wins, he'll be 81 years old in his final year in the Oval Office. 81-year-old President Joe Biden's making some decisions. No thanks. And Bernie? And really, I could get into all the politics and all the policies and their platforms on certain issues, but let's just talk about what they look like. These are old fellas. They need naps. They should be on the porch swing with their grandkids. They should be playing golf. I don't believe that they should be running the nation. I mean, if we're relegated to a few old white guys running for president, then that's just par for the course. It's been 231 years of male presidents. It's kind of embarrassing. And I'm not just trying to placate to the female demographic. All you female listeners out there, not just trying to sound sweet to you, but it's 2020. We've never had a female president ever. 50% of the population. You're not welcome to do this job. That's pretty much the message that has been conveyed 
50% of the population, females. Yeah, you can't do it. How ugly and dumb. That's why I was all about Elizabeth Warren. Respectable, fierce, informed. I even read an article that said she was probably too smart for this job. How sad is that? It was threatening to some Americans that this strong female was too informed, too organized, too smart. So some people wouldn't vote for her. That makes me sick. I'm getting sicker thinking about that. So yeah, yes, we had Obama. Let's all applaud that. But it's not like we're going to have a trend of a bunch of black presidents in my lifetime. I wish. I wish. But female, we need one. A few old white men. No, thanks. With money, I should add. That's the criteria. Wasn't it the great philosopher Plato that said a society should be run by the smartest, not the wealthiest? We have not obeyed that philosophy at all. Look at the history of all of our presidents. How many of these guys were truly qualified? Like truly qualified, like the best minds, the greatest thinkers, which is what you should be. If you're the president of the United States, you should be like a great thinker. You should have great ideas. You should be so respectable. We even use the term presidential. What bullshit is that to say someone is presidential? He doesn't seem presidential. Is he electable? Look at the long line of presidents we've had. How many of these corrupt motherfuckers really deserve holidays? Seriously, just pick any name. Go on Wikipedia. Just find any old president. Probably grew up in a wealthy family. Christ-believing white guy in his 50s. Definitely an alcoholic who cheated on his wife. But it was the times. You know, those were the times. It was a different time. You were allowed to cheat on your wife and be an alcoholic and come from a wealthy family. And because you believe in Christ, hey, there you go. There's the Oval Office. Why not Millard Fillmore? Just picking a very random president. Why not Martin Van Buren? Green light him. He's not a woman. He's not black. He's perfect for the job. Don't we anoint these guys in textbooks and we tell like four or five of their great accomplishments when really, what are we picking from? A pool of old, white, Christ-believing fellas. It's time for change. I'm talking to you, Benjamin Harrison. You heard me, Chester Arthur. Okay, now I'm on Wikipedia just scrolling. Hope you're listening, James Polk. How many of these guys didn't even want to be president? That's what I wonder. I was just like, yeah, well, my parents were Ivy Leaguers and they were a member of this society, this affluent high society. And it seems like my older brothers are senators and it seems like my uncles enjoy this political lifestyle and we're very wealthy and we like alcohol and cheating on women. So, yep, I think I'm qualified. I think it would be great to have a female president. And I heard this on Bobby Lee's podcast. This is why my true belief is that women are smarter. I actually do believe this, emotionally smarter. Bobby Lee was saying ever since his dad passed away, and it's been so tough for him that he has turned to meditation. And Bobby Lee, who is a Korean comic and has a beautiful girlfriend who's so smart on this podcast called Tiger Belly, he said, ever since my dad died, I've needed some relief, so I've turned to meditation. Right? Very respectable. He goes, but after I meditate, if my girlfriend says something to take me out of that headspace, I immediately feel rage and I scream at her. And she responded by saying, yes, I also feel that rage towards you. But instead of screaming, when you go to sleep, I place my hand on your heart and I feel your beating heart. And it makes me realize that you are somebody's child and you deserve to be loved. She has this wisdom, this great wisdom. I'm not saying all women. I don't want to generalize that they're so wise. But the pragmatic thinking, at least the females in my life, highly respectable. 
It's time. 231 years of male presidents. It's embarrassing. Although I saw the most incredible tweet ever about George Washington. I think George Washington, it said, died in 1799. And the first dinosaur fossils were found in about 1820. So George Washington went his whole life and never knew dinosaurs existed. Yet there were still some big bones that were dug up by archaeologists, but nobody made the connection to dinosaurs. The whole concept wasn't really in place by paleontologists yet. So George Washington did believe that there were giants, that those were just, oh, those are the bones of giant people. That was our first president. I'll say that again. George Washington died in about 1799, I think. I don't have the tweet in front of me. Dinosaur fossils not discovered until 1819. He never knew about dinosaurs. Stegosaurus, Velociraptor, nope. He didn't know about any of that. I would love for him to just wake up one day in 2020. Would he be fascinated with iPhones and laptops, televisions and radio? No. Just show him a picture of a big-ass raptor. He'll be like, this is fiction, yes? No, George. This happened. I don't believe it. It's my George Washington. It's actually my best impression. I can assure you this is exactly what he sounded like. George in 2020, they show him a picture of a dinosaur. Nonsense. I need proof. I can't believe how white my hair is in all of these paintings. Clearly, my hair was not that white. Who painted me? When I say George Washington, aren't we all just picturing the same few paintings? It's about it. With the current crop of candidates in the last month, why so many changes every day for how their popularity was rising and falling? A new poll shows that Amy Klobuchar is on the rise in the Midwest. What? Just the media driving how we feel about certain candidates look out look out mayor pete seems to be sweeping through the eastern seaboard at this point and gaining a lot of interest if you were to watch cnn for three straight days they would have panels of political analysts just talking about a new candidate glowingly or someone is plummeting a really tough day for elizabeth warren as she went through utah and colorado today it was pretty ugly what happened And then two days later, it'll be like, Elizabeth Warren is surging. It's the type of shit that makes you want to tear your hair out because you realize it's all just conjured up by these outlets. I mean, really, until you get down to the actual primaries, Super Tuesday, and until some of these candidates start dropping out every single day, there was a new story of like, Bernie's on the rise. Oof. A tough week for Bernie. Up and down and up and down in every channel. And there would be like breaking news whose popularity is plummeting, whose popularity is surging and rising. And people buy into this. People watch these TV channels for hours and then they spew that bullshit to their friends as if they're informed. They say things like, you know, if it's going to be someone, it'll probably be Bloomberg. If it's going to be someone, it's probably going to be Bloomberg. What the fuck do you know? What show are you watching for three minutes where they said Bloomberg on the rise? It's like ESPN with their mock drafts, with their NFL mock drafts. Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper. They look at all these college stars and like every two weeks they put out a mock draft with somebody who's surging. These guys haven't played a game since the season, but they go, there's a running back out of Texas Tech and what he's doing right now is going to bring him into the top five. And then two weeks later, it was a tough go for that running back. Uh, He couldn't get out of the breaks. His upside was not as tremendous 
as we were hoping. His 40 time was no good. He couldn't lift any weights. Uh, he refused to get in the gym. He has a bad attitude. I love it. Up and down and up and down. Look at these mock drafts. These guys are forced to release new mock drafts every two weeks to generate interest. Clickbait. Click here. Click here. Click here. Todd McShay has a new mock draft. Oh my God. Look who's rising to the top. It's a guy who hasn't played a game since Christmas Eve. And now it's March. And there is a linebacker out of LSU. There's a linebacker out of LSU. And he is rising. Nothing's happening. It's just a guy on a sports channel with a website telling you that it looks like he's rising. And people believe this. And then people go, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he's always been a high pick. When media drives the thoughts of the viewers, which is, let's be honest, a lot of people out there who are not going with their original thoughts, but something I heard on sports radio, something I saw on ESPN or CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or any outlet that you're committed to, and then you just start spewing that and it becomes your own thinking, and then you become that guy who forgets, oh, wait, I have my own discretion and intuition. I'm allowed to think with this own noodle. This own brain needs a new crease in my skull. But instead, I just sound like I read someone's mock draft and now... Your thoughts are my thoughts and nobody's original. You know the old song. Hey, can we finally talk about magicians? Are you going to let me? Are you going to sit there and tell me I can't talk about magicians? They're still magicians and they're better than ever. They are. I mean, Houdini's a nice name. Copperfield sounds very like 80s, right? Copperfield, even though he's probably doing shows still. But what about the New Age Street comics? There's a new show on Netflix that was recommended to me called Magic for Humans. With this guy, Justin, I forget his last name. But you watch it, and it's so astounding. Guys like David Blaine, who just walk up to random people on the streets and go, can I show you something? Can I show you something? And then they just like, you know, throw a bowling ball through their windshield. And they go, what are you doing? And then he just snaps, and the windshield's not broken anymore. And you go, what? 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 That wasn't supposed to happen, and it happened. All these poor people on the streets being filmed, so shocked. And their shocked reaction is just like, I've never heard of magic. Who are you and who are the Netflix camera crew following you? And why are you putting my card inside of an orange? Why did you just slice off your finger and then your finger grew back? And I'm watching this stuff for about, I don't know, 10, 11 minutes. I'm shocked like everybody go, whoa, that was a hell of a trick. And then something happens where I just go, okay, I get it. Like I go from shocked to, yeah, you're doing things that we didn't expect you to do and they're very impressive, but it's not real. You learned how to do a magic trick. That's why David Blaine, when I first saw him, he shocked me so much that I just had to Google David Blaine tricks revealed and I was able to learn how he did a lot of these tricks. Like when he bites a quarter or when he swallows frogs and then barfs them back up. Is that even a trick or is he just barfing frogs? I don't know, but he's amazing. He's an amazing magician, sleight of hand. It's something that's amazing. But what is the shelf life? Like how long do you shock people for before they go, yeah, I know what you do. You blow my mind. And sometimes you become desensitized to things that are so amazing. Don't we all become desensitized? Like I said, we've been to the moon. That's not exciting anymore. At the time, the first Americans that went to the moon or Russians um, there's an equal opportunity Cold War comment for you. But think about this country watching Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin go to the moon. Holy shit. I mean, your brain must have exploded. And now the year is 2020 and I say we've been to the moon and no one gives a shit. You go, yeah, yeah, that's uh, old news. Same with magic. 
I gave this show 12 minutes on Netflix, Magic for Humans. And here's my impression of myself on the couch, bothering my wife as I watched it. I went, whoa, get in here. You got to see this. Oh, did you see that? You see that? He threw the cell phone into the river and then the cell phone is no longer ruined and wet. And then I go, whoa, he just made someone's dollar disappear. And then I go, oh, okay. He sliced off the tail of a donkey and now the tail is back on the donkey. I get it. 15 minutes. That's all I need before I go. I'm so impressed. I'm so stunned by your skills to, yeah, what's on next? I think Pete Davidson has a special. What's on next? I have no attention span for magic anymore because it's too obvious that it's too good. It's too much good stuff that's not real. It's all fake and they're good at it, but it's fake and no thanks. I think I'm done with magic. I think I am. I mean, I want to learn some tricks. Yeah, come on. I'd like to know a few. Everyone should know a couple. But could I watch like a two-hour special on a street magician? No, I don't think so. I get it. Here's a quick question. I always want to gauge my patience. Because like I said, I think I'm naturally impatient, but I've meditated every single day of 2020, except for one day. I've only missed one day. From January 1st to right now, it's March 10th. I've only missed one day of meditation because I'm trying to be a more present, peaceful patient person. I am. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Wait, don't run away. Come back. Come back. I'm meditating. And because I'm trying to be a patient person, I don't want to just interject when people can't find a word. We've all had conversations with people and when they can't find the word that we know they're searching for in their mind, how many seconds until we just blurt the word and help them out? Like you can't do it too fast because that's almost disruptive to their pattern of thinking, you can't do it too fast. But exactly how many seconds until you help somebody find the word that they need to say in a statement to you? Like right now, how many seconds? If I couldn't think of um, the word ventriloquist, if I couldn't think of the word ventriloquist, and I was just on this podcast going, you know, so um, magicians and those guys, you know, the the people that have dummies, the puppets, and they don't move their mouths, you know, the... So like they have the puppets, but they don't move their mouths and they make it look like the puppets are talking. These guys, like how soon did you want to say ventriloquist, Rosenberg, you fucking idiot, ventriloquist, right? You wanted to jump in sooner, but if I was just going to like wrestle around with it and fumble around with, uh, these are the guys that, you know, they have like dummies and they like operate their mouths and they go, hey, what month is it? I really can't wait for St. Patty's Day. Oh, that's my new thing ventriloquism on a podcast because you can't see my lips. Just know they're not moving. I really can't wait for St. Patty's Day. It's my favorite day to get drunk by myself in my basement. <laughs> Ventriloquist, you wanted to jump in there. Well, I'm trying not to do that with people. Yet I don't mind if people do it for me. Like if I can't get a word, say it immediately. Jump right in. Scream it into my face. Get close. Not too close with coronavirus, but get as close as you're supposed to get. Actually, don't get close at all, right? Don't shake someone's hand. No fist bumps. Don't hug. Don't you dare assemble at a large gathering or event. Don't you dare go to the movies, go to a ball game, go to the grocery store, go to school, stay indoors. And when you're helping me find a word that I can't get, it's those guys, they have dummies, those puppets, and they, they move their mouths and say ventriloquist, but don't get too close. You can. I'm going to try not to, though. I'm going to let people just fumble away, toil away into the land of 
confusion. I think that happens to a lot of us, though. Don't we get pissed off at ourselves when we can't remember the obvious words? Like ventriloquist, it's a lot of syllables, even though it seems obvious to some. But like, there are times, and this happens to all of us, where we can't get a really obvious name. Doesn't it scare us? You go, what happened to my brain right there? This actually happened recently. I'm trying to remember. I was talking to my wife or my mother-in-law. I was just talking, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Credenza. Okay, that's hard. That's hard. It's a piece of furniture up against the wall. You could have given me three days, though. It was not coming to my mind. My wife knows how to assemble furniture, and I don't. I don't know how to assemble anything. Holy shit, am I inept when it comes to furniture assembling. And my wife, like Bob Vila. I actually think I married Bob Vila. I'm in love with Bob. She can assemble anything. And we got one online, a credenza, that came in 3,000 pieces, and she assembled it. I mean, I kind of helped. I was in the room drinking wine, but I was there. You know, I probably picked up the old screwdriver a couple of times, yet the word credenza wasn't coming to my mind. And I told my wife, don't. To contradict what I just said that I welcome it, I wanted to test my brain like Sudoku. Isn't that why people do Sudoku to keep their brain sharp? That's what I was doing. I said to my wife, don't tell me, don't you say credenza. And she didn't say credenza, but when she said credenza, I was like, yeah, that was nowhere near my mind. I don't know the proper amount of seconds to wait before you interject the right word. But I'm a patient man. I'm a highly meditative soul. Let's all take a breath. Were you able to just focus on the breath right there? Or are you listening to this podcast in the morning with your coffee? You know that feeling when you first wake up? Now, I don't mean wake up out of bed, but when you're caffeinated beverage gets you up isn't that the best isn't that the best we feel all day is when you're going through zombie mode and then the first three sips of coffee get into your system and your eyes open and you can finally hear the birds a whole new world new fantastic And Aladdin became a human film. Why are we doing that? Lion King, Aladdin. Why are we turning why are we turning cartoons into human films? Why? Let's not. Let's just not. Let's write new things. No more remakes. Let's not take a cartoon and turn it into human things. No nothing. No nothing like that. Oh, but back to caffeine. So it's not just me, it's not just the adults, but when you work on a high school campus, nowadays, if you don't know, there is a true addiction, the caffeine craze. You remember Four Loco? Yes, that was an alcoholic beverage, but it was like clearly marketed towards young people because the cans were all like cartoony and flashy. Same thing today. And I'm not just talking about Red Bull. There's so many brands of caffeine drinks, these energy drinks, and these tall fluorescent color cans that teenagers now just rely on and they have no clue what they're putting into their bodies. This, you like when I bring up the new epidemic, forget coronavirus and you can forget vaping. But these tall caffeine cans that kids just walk around campus with, one hand on your iPhone, the other hand on your Rockstar or your Nas or whatever, Yerba Mate cans. These kids are so dependent on it. And if they don't have it, they crash. If they don't have it, they literally just heads hit the desk. Boom! Boom! The occasional kid that truly falls asleep in class, like truly, like I'm not just rolling my eyes back, but I'm sound asleep. I love those moments. I come around and boom! Wake your ass up. 
I don't really love it. I find it to be disrespectful. But, you know, when I go over to that desk and all 34 kids are watching me approach this kid, they go, what the fuck is he about to do? Right. And usually I just give him a little nudge and go, hey, 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 yeah, I don't run a daycare. Yeah, I don't see any cots around here. You got to be a big boy today and stay the fuck awake. What if I actually said that? Oh, my God. Would the kids laugh or would they be scared? Of course I don't say that. Of course I don't slowly walk over there, John Malkovich style, very slow talking to them. I'm about to try my John Malkovich impression. I've never tried it in my life. I would go over to their desk and I would slowly nudge them. And as they wake up, I would say, wake the fuck up, Jack, Jack, Jack Rounders. Oh, boy. Not a great Malkovich. I'm going to work on that and get back to you in episode 94. All right. I don't even know why I felt the need to talk about caffeine drinks, but I'm going to end on this. My wife and I, and don't get jealous, we just refinanced. Okay? I said, don't get jealous. Look, I said, don't get jealous. But we got that bad boy down to 3.5%. Okay, now you can be jealous. That's an overshare. I think we moved into our house at 5%. Bada boom, bada bing. You know the right guy? You know the right guy. You tell him Josh sent you. 3.5%. So what that means is you got to go through all the forms and you got to give them all your W-2s and proof of this and proof of that and who you are and tax uh, forms and pay stubs and letters of recommendation from all your neighbors. Probably not. But it does mean a total stranger called a notary guy is going to come to your home so you could sign 300 pieces of paper that you're not going to read. Just like every agreement for every app or anything you've ever bought online has about 75,000 pages to scroll, 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 scroll through and click accept no one in the history of the fucking world has ever read those agreements don't tell me you're the one person that has so when the notary guy comes over with a backpack full of 300 pages of forms that we're about to sign i've never signed my name more than this well i guess the first time we moved in but still this guy comes into our home and i can't understand a damn word he's saying he has so much info probably pertinent info like necessary information for me to understand yet i was tired baby was just waking up from a nap heard her in the other room and this guy starts coughing so i can't understand him and he's fighting his coughs he even resisted my wife's offer for a glass of water like he's like on this form you you got inside what this seems important have some water and then he kept saying like i had mexican food for lunch like it was spicy food that was making him cough but i know how everything leads back to the coronavirus you don't exactly want a stranger in your house coughing you don't okay I'm getting very serious with you right now. You don't want a strange notary guy who you can't understand in the first place. I didn't know where the accent was coming from, but I just kept nodding and smiling and saying, yes, I know how to sign my name. I know how to sign my life away. This is all good. But when he starts coughing and resisting the water offer because he had Mexican food for lunch, things got a little scary in the house. And that's a lot of pages. That's a lot of pages for me not to read a damn word of. He was going so fast. He was going so fast. I think he knew that we weren't in the mood to learn anything. You know, some days you're in the mood to learn some things. Not that day. I was just signing, 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 signing. He could have given me a form that says, every April 17th, I will be lighting a fire in your bathroom. And I would just sign. Okay, Josh Rosenberg. And the next form, I wasn't even listening to him. If he was like, and the next form, this allows us to come to your home three times per year and slash your tires. Josh Rosenberg. 
Okay, and the next form, this allows me to release a live badger into your bedroom from 6 to 7 a.m., four times per decade. Okay, Josh Rosmer. But I couldn't understand a damn thing he said. Wouldn't it be rude, though, if he wasn't coughing and I just said, I'm sorry, could you say that again? If someone's accent, if a foreigner is so difficult to understand, isn't it kind of rude to say, could you say that again? Could, could you say that again? Slower? Clear? More clear? I think the nice thing to do is just nod and smile. Nod and smile. This isn't going to work for anybody. But we're going to be friends. I know we're going to be friends. And then he left and he liked us. And I think we liked him. I didn't like the scary coughing. But yeah, I like him. And now we're at 3.5%. Yep. 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 This is all one big advertisement for Cash Call Mortgage. This is it. My first endorsement. So make sure you go to cashcall.com and tell them, Josh, nope, 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 none of that. Okay, that's episode 83. Let's all get the hell out of here. I appreciate you. I love you. Put a rating on iTunes if you like. I like you. I do. I do. All right. It's all in the books. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>